relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. Hold it. You can never hold it. I can't uh, guys, hold it. it. You can't. You can't do it, you guys. Like, we can see each other, and you guys don't know that, but we can see each other. And he w- he goes, he went to make the, like, he's about to say something. I was like, oh, is he going to hold it? And then he, like, he was he wanted to hold it, but he just couldn't. I he got excited. I can't hold them. Like, oh, I want to get into this. I want to do this. It's good, though. Man, I'm not trying to waste people's time. I'm trying to get the knowledge out to the folks. Let them know. What do you work? What did you? Where's, where's that strawberry at this week? <laughs> I know it. Oh, you know it. Because I know the process. I know the process. <laughs> um, so the strawberry shortcake cookies just returned from testing. Um, ah. Yeah, that's right. So it's literally just being released to all the dispensaries here in town and across this gorgeous state of Oregon. But, um, yeah, we just tested out at 32.59% THC. But as our listeners know, you know I'm not no THC whore. I'm not going to be out here. I was going to say, like, it's so weird that we've taught them that that means nothing, and then that's the first thing you're like, listen to this, motherfucker. (laughs) And I understand that. But commercial side of it, but it is just funny. You're, I'm glad you said something because I was about to say some shit. Well, that's why I'm uh, excited about it because at least here in Oregon, we do testing for multiple cannabinoids. So just with the THC, we're at 32.59%, but altogether for total cannabinoids, we're at 3896 Uh We actually had a nice little spike of CBG in that strain and, of course, just a little hint of cbd so it's a well-rounded strain then that's what i like it's not super it's all right for what we're doing right now yeah right yeah it's all right like a well-rounded would be like also like high in cbd right oh yeah so i mean my most perfect stuff like my favorite smoke is ratio weed that you know has high cbd matching the high thc and then yeah that's the Let's good do that. stuff. That's the good stuff. But people like you who love high THC, it doesn't do too much for them. It doesn't do. I don't well. love to. I don't love high THC. It's just what you I love being stoned. And you know what? As I get older, and you know different responsibilities, and then you see the world in different perspectives, the way I get stoned is different. So I guess sometimes, yes, I want to be like, like just like dumb yeah. and then other times i'm just like i just need a little slight head change to so i know everything's gonna be all right we're gonna get through it exactly well i mean and that's out of that same harvest being overshadowed by that strawberry shortcake cookies uh we had the tropicana punch which tested out at a whopping 18 percent, and that's been my favorite smoke this entire week that's like it just Ooh. it just tastes like fucking grapes exploding in your mouth is it the purple stuff yeah it's the purple stuff yeah i saw a picture of that the stuff that you're like look it's purple and me and slee were like we're gonna fight him let's just fight him <laughs> we're gonna fight him because he has cool weed that's he's doing cool stuff and we can't have it because of <laughs> quarantine well that's the fun thing too is literally all that ssc the strawberry shortcake cookies um It's sold out already. It's completely gone. So, like, we posted on Instagram about, like, hey, we got this. And then dispensaries are hitting us up being, like, we want to buy something. We're, like, sorry, it's gone. And, like, that's the shit that I love. Like, my favorite dude here in town, he does against. You love selling out of your stuff? You love that? (laughs) Well, I just, I like the idea that, you know, it's just, like, a little little break-off. Throw it out into the universe if you can't get it. Hopefully that makes you excited to want to go out and grow it yourself and do it yourself because 
Ah, I see what you did. I like that. That's nice. Yes. I mean, that's... Motivation. Exactly. That's everything in life that I've ever wanted that I couldn't get. I was like, okay, well, let me figure out how to make that shit happen. How I can go out and get it and do it. So, I mean... Yeah. That's what I want people to do. Yes. I want... I want... We want... That, I want people to do that. We're going to... We're going to show them how. We are. We're setting up a... Patri- we're going to set up a Patreon so... So we can... So we can help pay for all this shit that we're going to do for you guys. We're just going to be honest. Like, yeah, this is... Mike and I have invested our our stuff, for lack of a better... <laughs> just like our stuff. Our, our time, stuff. All our... Our essence. Money, time, and knowledge, and whatever into this. And we're like, hey, this is... We're not going to charge you much, but there's some operating costs. I just want people to learn how to grow. I can't wait to teach you how to grow, and then everybody gets to learn along with you. It'll be a lot of fun. I know. That's the see, and I'll be honest. It's it's wonderful that yeah, we're gonna for a small fee, you can watch Mike teach me how to grow uh, from an undisclosed location in and around Los Angeles. Not at my home. No, Uh, Mm -hmm. it is not in my home. I have uh, several satellite locations yes. in fact it'll be uh, moving weekly so it's harder to target and nail it down you're not you're not lying i mean you're inconsistent about the how often but <laughs> it will be moved several times i think <laughs> <laughs> not for like paranoid reasons just because like it's just like how it oh. i've lined it up uh, <laughs> it's very funny uh, so this week's guest is great. Yeah, it is. It's uh, our wonderful. And, it's, and you kept saying it's like a two-parter, and Slee and I didn't understand, and we we're like, yes, but it's not a two-part episode. It's it's just she's connected to the episode before. Yeah, well, this is uh, Jamie Davenport. She's Alex Adney's wonderful better half, maybe even a little bit more than better half. Um, way better half. Way, way better, better half. half. I mean, she's pretty damn cool. She's the girl. You'll. She's the girlfriend that he moved that into. Kicked out of the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I got them involved in a wonderful mess, but out of the ashes of an illegal grow you, up. You got her into cannabis, and it is a beautiful story. It. In. It's. Alex, y'all getting her kicked out of that that house, that story is even more horrifying for me now knowing her after the interview and knowing how awesome and wonderful she is. And I'm like, you guys, what do you do? I mean, you two, you've since really made up for your mistakes, and I applaud both of you, but holy shit, she's awesome. Yeah, like when you think about it, like well, you dumbasses are like, yeah, and then Teresa fucked us, and you're like, you kind of saw that coming. I mean, that's I always think. a part of the business, and it is funny. Like, I'll straight up admit I'm kind of an asshole because when it first happened, I was like, oh well, yeah, this is just part of the business. Sometimes you know, just people steal twenty grand from you, maybe pull a gun on you, or make you homeless, and. They're just like, I never expected this to happen. And I was like, oh, shit. Sorry, well, you, you should have. <laughs> you should have done it. You should have. Oh, man. That is, yeah. I mean, we're. I think that's part of what this podcast is, too. It's like, hey, there's, there's gray areas that people don't think about, like these things. No. One day, Mike and I will tell you a funny story about he and I, but we can't yet. No, not until seven years from now. Uh, six, six and a, five and a half. Five maybe? and a half. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. Uh, we're gonna do the math on that. But well, once we it can was get a lawyer, it was one of those things we were like, where both of us were like, huh? I didn't think that one. I didn't even think that was a possibility. That is interesting. You couldn't even be mad. You're just like, son of a. Uh, what a, what a fun problem. That's when even I wag. That's why I wag my finger at the universe. I'm like, ah, you're a tricky mistress. You are. Yeah, it's you funny whore. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let's give it up because she is. She's 
literally worked so many different avenues of this industry. She was a bud tender and then moved on from being a bud tender to working to one of this show's favorite people, uh, White Label Extracts. We're huge fans of that company here in Eugene. I Yeah, before we even did this podcast, they brought me up to do a private show, and it was one of the best corporate events I've ever been a part of. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll tell that story later about that event. Cause best green room I've ever been in. It might... I mean, it's up there in my top five green rooms of all time. It's and really we'll talk about it. Yeah, we should put that behind a paywall, too. <laughs> I mean, behind the paywall, we'll give some of you guys the chance to come hang out in a reconstructed version of that green room. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there is a there is a crazy level going to be where if you've got a lot of stupid money, we'll, we'll take you on a little bit. Adv- <laughs> three-day adventure. So, uh, no, but I'd like that Jamie talked about being a bud tender, which I, I just think it's an overlooked part of a dispensary. Like I, I see it a lot. It's one of my pet peeves in Southern California. Yeah. Mostly just Southern California. And then probably Washington. I have a problem with it too, where there's just. It's all consumerism, where it's just like, get in, get out. There's no, like, and then they lie to you. I know they're lying to me sometimes, where they're, I'm like, I know what that is. And so I'm just like, okay. But she, I think it's because I'm spoiled. It's like flying first class. Mm-hmm. Because I've been to Oregon, where the, you guys do it right. I've been to Humboldt, where they do it right. I've been to the Bay Area, where they do it right. So it's like flying first class where you're like, when you have to go back to coach, you're like, you guys, I know what this can be if we just got it together. So hearing her talk about like having a passion for it and stuff, you're like, yeah, I just think they probably need to be paid better. But I think that's the, that's another thing people don't understand and we're trying to teach them about dispensaries is like, it's like anything else. There's varying degrees of dispensary. Yeah. It's like bars, it's like restaurants, it's like you it's gonna be all types. Well so even, you just gotta find the what you're looking for. Even here in Eugene it's funny because, you know, just like any other recreational state, a lot of out of state money came in and tried to open up, you know, cookie cutter dispensaries here in town and it's so funny to see how empty their parking lot is compared to the homies who have been in this industry for a while here because they know that they need to hire good bud tenders, people who can tell people about the wonderful different cannabis that they can sample here. And it's done a really good job of trying to cultivate a good industry here of knowledgeable bud tenders. I mean, I know bud tenders who have worked for one dispensary since the back before legalization when it was a medical dispensary. And they've just been there knowing the clientele, getting to meet people, and building bonds. Yeah, everywhere, it's, I will say that, everywhere in Oregon you get the bud tender, the bud tenders are always like, hey, what's up? And you're like, hey, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. I like this too. Um, yeah, so that part was great. And then her moving into being in the metrics, and she explains it so much better. We'll, we'll let her talk about that then. And then she also, she defends it too, which I thought was yeah. interesting. I didn't see I didn't see her completely defending it. And then she was like, no, nah, I think it has to be. And I was like, son of a bitch, she's right. So it's a good interview. And it's fu- she's funny. Uh, we have a good time on this one. I think we should just let it. We, we tend to ramble because Mike and I like to hang out. <laughs> so. And let's just get to her. Give it up for Jamie Davin. coach and i think it was just because it was it's so incestuous (laughs) (laughs) well it's basically a softball team that's all cannabis workers and stuff like that oh okay i see 
And then so um, Fred, who uh, is our uh, pitcher, basically, and our metric worker, um, he became the coach because it, it was a little too much for Alex, I think. What do you mean it's too... What do you mean it's too much? Like emotionally? <laughs> Would you like to go into that, Jamie? Because I'll be honest, I'm worried about your operation if handling a softball team is too much for him. Because he's like your right-hand man. That's who we talked to last he's week. He's my right-hand man. No. And if he so... can't handle it, yeah, let's hear about Alex. <clears throat> Alex grew up playing baseball, so he's like really competitive. Um, okay. And this is rec league softball. Like We're not even a high high up in the rec league like it's i mean it's people like mike I, and i you know you get no it more. okay and so <laughs> say no more i had to stop playing in uh, in a baseball league in la because there was mostly comedians and comedy writers and it's not this yep we were playing for diff- <laughs> there there's a certain sp- speed of the game that i need it to be that it will never be and it's dangerous. So I understand his, where he's like, I, like my wife was like, you should go play again. I'm like, I'm just, it's going to do, it's, it's going to be worse for my career when I hurt one of them <laughs> than if I don't go. Well, so. we lost a lot too. I don't think we've ever really won a game. We uh, won some games. I there don't, was a few. Like one. There was a I few. Don't, it's not good that you guys can, re- you, you can't specifically remember <laughs> the games you won. As a former athlete, that's not a. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't good. How'd we do? We had fun. We did a fun. Yeah, we had fun. We'll do it again next week. (laughs) I mean, that's the way that we all took it. And then Alex was definitely not. He was like, no, we got to have more practices. You guys got to go hit the batting uh, cages and stuff. For slow pitch softball? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to hit the cages. Well, we then encouraged him to join another league that is better <laughs> to you, you help. kicked him out of your league no he still he still plays but he also just gets it out of his system by playing with other people so he needs a more competitive league oh, yeah yeah totally and that's what he did that's probably for the i mean that's pretty i mean he does listen to like speed metal while he <laughs> while he grows cannabis so yeah i could see him needing a certain stimulation that that you guys are like, hey, look, a butterfly. And he's like, turn two, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, there was a little bit like that. Like, yeah. there was a few times where Jamie was playing the catcher and he would just launch one from the outfield <laughs> into well, somebody. Just the way wrong. you said the catcher right there is like, like, I can't even let you finish your story. I was just like, stop, don't say it like that. <laughs> the, the catcher. catcher. <laughs> We were just having fun. It's nice to play. The only thing that sucks is every team that beat us would be like, hey, do we get pre-rolls since we beat you guys? That was so annoying, asking if we were like, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, no, because then they tried to chalk up like the lazy stoner type of thing with why we lost the games. And we're like, no, we're just not athletic. Like, you can't say it's because we're stoners. Like, that's not fair. We're just. No, that's not fair. I'm, you want me to come play for you? I w- we would love that. I mean, I will. We can change what what did the other teams do that we can demand from them? See if it's worth our. See if I can bring up a ringer. I can bring up a couple ringers, and we just be like free air conditioning or some shit. Who we play against? I, I mean, I'll give you guys free weed. That's what I'll do to get. I to know go. that. Now I'm I'm not worried about the weed part. I'm saying I can come up. And who are we playing against? What are the other teams? Are like construction workers? Do we need a shed built? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Some, I think, are like in the beer industry. There's beer industry people. There's discount windows oh, people. Yeah. You need a window? Hey. Yeah. I, I don't. Good to know. This is all good information. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, my wife's going to be like, where are you getting all this stuff? You're like, I got to. I got a racket I set up in Eugene. <laughs> got a I've, been, I've, been, I've been hustling rec league softball <laughs> in Eugene, Oregon. It's like a pool player. <laughs> There's a, it's intense. It's intense. Yeah, a lot of the guys take it real serious, and you're like, whoa, bro. Yeah. I mean, I, it is weird, right? To like grown men 
And just grown ups, period, just being like <laughs> going to fight over something. Yeah. That happened in that league I played in. I'm like, you guys, what are you doing? None of you are good. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's definitely some of that, too. I had offered to be the barbecue guy who's like on the team, but he just kind of sits in the dugout and like barbecues food and stuff like that. And everybody gets that's to not eat. a position, but I liked it. That's not a. I mean, in Eugene, I'm trying to make it a position. You know, like I'm dress, not against it. Dress I'm just for letting the you job know that's you not want. A, it's not a. It's not a normal position. Okay, I'll, I'll make it happen. It's also a really heavy meal to eat while playing softball. It's I mean, a lot. It's a lot to <laughs> handle. I mean, you could pick. I could do like pulled pork things, and you guys just take a little bit of pork in between each inning. Just a couple inning. bites. Just a couple bites <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Just the most, yeah, I can see why the other teams are like, you stoner asshole. <laughs> because he's like, they're eating pulled pork, sir. I don't know what to do over there. Put some ganja butter on it. That shit would be awesome. So the whole community, it's like, you don't work at King's. You work at White Label, right? Extracts? Right. We'll get to that in a minute, but um, in detail. I'm just trying to put this out. So you guys play on the same team. So it's all the people from the cannabis community play on one team against well, other ba- teams. Basically, yeah. I mean, so it was uh, Alex's um, uh, softball team for a while. Uh, when he started working at Kings, we made jerseys for him and everything like that. Uh, the Kings cannabis softball team. And then just like all of our friends that Alex has been friends with all work at different cannabis you know companies too so it's just a bunch of random cannabis companies all together oh that's cool yeah a lot of fun uh so there's like it's like a healthy competition and like a hangout and being like what are y'all growing kind of thing right (laughs) i mean we barely even really talk about cannabis at it if i'm bullshit (laughs) bullshit i mean for you guys you barely talk about cannabis but if it's anybody else you're like that's all i talk (laughs) so much information (laughs) it's like i think they were talking about pokemon i don't know So, the reason why we have you on this week is you're Alex's better half, correct? Correct. That's it's, not why we have not, her on. It's not the only reason. That She's, is not even a reason we have her on. It has nothing thought, to do with why we have not her Not even a little bit to do with it? No. I mean, we we know her. I know <laughs> you because of Alex. Yep. <laughs> I work in true? cannabis because of you. You work in cannabis because of me? How does that happen? Okay, then maybe Alex has a little more to do with it than we thought, but not a lot. Not the way you made it sound. I was just trying to make it a two-part episode. But you're in cannabis because of me. How did that happen? Um, Shortly after Miss Teresa's house. Ooh, so what we talked about on Alex's episode. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, so you weren't in cannabis per se yet, right? No, no. So you had this boyfriend... This skinny white fella, um, right? This skinny white fella who was like, hey, I want, you want to live together in this house? We're going to grow weed with this lady. And you're like, yeah, that sounds fun. Uh, no, I was actually really, <laughs> really, no. really hesitant on moving. Alex, like, I think moved a month before I did. Um but no, I when Alex started just like selling little eighths out of his 12th Street apartment, it was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I don't want to be a part of that. And then he's like, you want to go live in a house with it? And it's just like, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. But I, of course, wanted to move in with him. And then so I did. But so it was... you loved him more <laughs> than you were fearful of cannabis. Yes. Why were you, you so sh- fearful? I don't know. Yeah. I just. I guess was like really ignorant to it. I I mean, like Corey at work at Pizza Hut just used to sell me little ten sacks. Like I had a very small <laughs> weed circle. Throw him under the bus. <laughs> Corey's getting so locked Corey. up tomorrow. <laughs> so I just I don't know. I guess I had just 
let media get that it was like, oh, cannabis. Ooh, it's they're so gonna bad. like they know you have an ounce. They're gonna come break your door down and blow your brains out. And I was just like, Alex, we're gonna die. <laughs> so you smoked it. Yeah. So you smoked it, but you just thought like large amounts was like you didn't understand like anything above like that was like this is no. <laughs> This is bad. Yeah. Because it wouldn't take you that much to get that stone then too, right? Right. That's true. Yeah, I didn't smoke too much weed when I first started dating Alex. But Ah, did he get you into it more and more? Yeah. I mean, I think I smoke now more than him. Which is Hell yeah. And that's a lot to say because they both smoke I know. so it's much. Always going. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys smoke the most of like What's your favorite? Well, uh, we definitely smoke a lot of white label. White label extracts. Mm-hmm, for dab. Mm-hmm. And then we've been smoking on a lot of our own homegrown and picking up some kings along the way. I mean, she's a good sales lady. She just dropped so both, the, <laughs> both, the family, both the families, bread and butter, and then being like, we also grow our own, like, motherfucking bosses. Um, <laughs> well, it is what's fun. your homegrown? Is it, like, outdoor, indoor? What do you do? It's outdoor. Mm-hmm. Just outdoor during the summer. Yep. Because everybody can do four plants in the backyard, so. they. The... It's six in uh, California. Well, that's because we can do a lot more with plants than you guys can, so that's... Well, I don't <laughs> think it's a competition. I was just... It was more information. So, I don't know. Uh, and I think they know that nobody's going to fucking do that here. <laughs> Nobody actually wants to grow it. So, then, you're in Teresa's house. You're a part of all that. Yes. What was that like? Uh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you're skipping over, to me, some very interesting... Like you, like you said, so Alex goes a month ahead of you. Right. And you're just visiting at this point. Pretty much living there. I just wanted to test it out before I fully gave up my apartment. I <laughs> know. Uh, I think this is way more intelligent than the way I would have done it. That's why I'm fascinated <laughs> that at that stage in your life, we're like, let me just, you go over. I would have been like, now let's do it tomorrow. Yeah, I have a couch. Let's do the, let's grow a weed place. Let's do that. And then like three days into it, like this is, I shouldn't have sold everything. <laughs> so what sold you on it? Like when, what was the day, do you remember when you were like, this, this can be all right? Mm, there wasn't ever a day where I loved living there. <laughs> <laughs> I just eventually gave up my apartment and dealt with what, um, what was up over there. <laughs> so what do you mean with what was up over there? The house had like crazy mice problem and then like rats oh or not rats like but more... fleas it was it was like this abandoned house like no one had lived there for i don't know how long but like varmints that's had a, taken over different than the cannabis part like yeah. i've lived in those houses where like we gotta get out of here i don't know what this is but it's gonna fall down <laughs> Well, that's and the fun like- thing too. Is like Alex is just all excited about the weed, and Jamie's out here being like, "Do you? There's fucking rats and there's fleas all over the place." Yeah, like I had to deal with that part of it, but uh, I don't think I ever came to terms with the cannabis part either. Sometimes there would just be like random people that would show up and go in the backyard and be like, "I'm waiting for Teresa" or whatever, and. Trim circles were hosted on our back patio every X amount of weeks. And it was just like, okay, so this is what my three days off looks like. It's going to be serving these people coffee. And then she was like, you want to work? I was like, no, I want you guys. No, (laughs) I'm going to close this back door and pretend you're not here. I mean, that makes sense. Just wasn't into it. (laughs) Well, it wasn't your people. No. Right? No. (laughs) No, not being super fresh into it. Um. And they were all black market and just, yeah, just very different people. Were they scary? Mm. Be honest. Not like scary, like they had a gun and like, I don't know, but some of them just no, seem like mentally a, a certain... unstable type of scary where it's just like, I don't think I yeah. want you knowing where I live. Yeah, no, that's scarier than a gun to me. <laughs> 
Because that type of scary, you have no idea what type of scary. It no. Can be. Yeah, they be... they want things that don't make sense, and that's hard to that's hard to negotiate with. A gun you can negotiate with. You just be like, "What do you need? I can get that for you if you stop pointing that." At me. <laughs> but crazy's just like, "I don't know what I want. I'm gonna keep you in this cage till I figure it out." Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, people like that. Yeah, especially at that time because it was a lot of black market, mostly black market, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was no sign of recreational in sight. It was probably still like a couple years out at that point. Yeah, it was at least like two or three years out from recreational. Yeah. So you never you you get kind of comfortable there, right? Yeah. This is so funny. This is like a <laughs> newlywed game. <laughs> <laughs> This part, this part of your, this story of her story is because we heard Alex's, and his was such a positive <laughs> spin so on great. this story. When he's just like, yeah, and then we moved in, and it was just like me and my hot lady, and then we were growing weed, and then he was like, he lo- there was no mention of fleas or, and it's I understand why I understand I was a. Dude, in my twenties. I'm still in my thirties, late thirties. So I understand. They're like, we got a roof. What is your problem? <laughs> yeah, he was just thankful <clears throat> to be growing. I think that was his like first step. And then, so was that feel going along with that road? Just being like, oh, I just support you. You can grow weed. I mean, being honest, I didn't. We didn't pay rent. And so I was just stacking a bunch of money away in my savings account. That's how I bought my car. So I, yeah. That makes it easier. Mm-hmm. That makes sacrificing easier when you're like, well, look at look at that comma in our bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I have money now. Yeah. So I just went along with it for a little bit. And then one day, old girl's like, peace. Mm, tech. Okay. Yeah. I came home to this like, four page long letter of her explaining why she was doing what she was doing and the gist of it was like yeah you're you're gonna have to leave like as soon as possible but she took four pages so that's kind of mean in itself i I still have the letter somewhere like i come across it every once in a while it's just like that bitch yeah it was it was an intense letter and it was just like woe is me i can't buy my kids school clothes blah 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 i was just like okay just tell me to go and I'm, i'm gone yeah, like, you can't kick me out and then want me to feel bad for you for kicking me out. Oh, but she did. She totally, Oh, I know yeah. the type. <laughs> well, so, like, I've fired over 20 people in my life so far, and the one thing that I was told very early on is it's like, don't make the person you're firing hold the emotional weight of it, being like, do you know how much this bums me out I have to fire you? <laughs> The last real haircut I ever got from a a lady, she fucked it up bad. And then the whole time, she was like, I had to make her feel bad, feel better about it. (laughs) And as that that was happening, I was like, oh, I'm just never, my wife's going to do this forever. Because it's not like there's a ton to work with. And that's, I think that's why I was upset. I was like, how'd you fuck that up? There's like eight hairs, man. Jeez. Yeah, and you fuck seven of them up. That is insane. <laughs> that is a good trick. I think women do that better than men. <laughs> to compl- is, I, that's not a backhanded compliment. I mean, that is a, that's a good skill to have in the world. <laughs> so then you guys get kicked out. Yeah. And then that's the end of your story with cannabis, or no? Or you guys are like, you're hooked, right? I mean, we still smoked weed. Alex worked at the at Vital Organics for a little bit, but um, yeah, we just smoked it. We didn't grow it. We didn't really sell his friends eights or anything. So then, how are you in the cannabis industry now? (laughs) Yeah, what did you do? Well, my good buddy Mike here felt bad (laughs) about. Uh, the whole Teresa You guys thing. living on the street? Did he feel bad about that? About he, putting you guys on the street? He felt a little bad, yeah. And so <laughs> he, because Alex and I lived in Elmira, he got, he, he ended up getting me a job at Herbal Connection, which is right across the parking lot from Vital Organics, and he thought we could carpool together. 
We didn't end up carpooling together, but it was still a dope move. <laughs> See, I made it so much better. I made you homeless. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand your New Jersey logic. But... <laughs> so what is Herbal Connection? What was that? Herbal Connection is a dispensary that is owned. So you were a bud tender? Is yeah, that... it was cool. Was it? It was. Yeah, it was just this like carefree job. Like rec had just become legal when I started doing it. And so it was a new thing to everyone. So we were all learning together. It was just like, yeah, I like to smoke this weed, which I had come from healthcare, And so I wasn't even allowed to smoke marijuana while working at the place that I worked at. And so it was so weird to turn around and just like openly be like, I like this and I like to do this. And it was... Yeah, it was neat. You just met all sorts of people all day long, and everyone at that time was so happy to be coming in and buying their, I think it was like a quarter ounce was the most you could get, which is seven grams. So Mm -hmm. it was very small, but it was exciting. Yeah. So then were you working there when it was medical and it transferred to rec? No. Well, no, it had... It had both sides at one point. They had a med side where you checked in med patients and took in med product, and then they had the other side, which was recreational. And um, anyone working in the building, like, was, you know, kind of cross-trained. Got to be everywhere. Yep. But were you there the first day of uh, rec, or did you did you get to feel the buzz of everybody being like, yay, I get to buy legal weed? No, it came legal in October and I started in I think February so it was a couple months into rec being a thing and everybody was still just juiced about it and oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) what uh what tips as a bud tender would you give the consumer like like you know how bartenders have like hey don't don't flash your goddamn money at me uh, or I won't come make your drink. Like, what are some things, like... Because I've noticed, like, in certain places I'll do something and, like, everybody's fine with it. And then other dispensaries, people are like, well, I don't do that there. So, it's like... I always feel like I the etiquette's all over the place. So, like, the, you're our first bud tender I think we've talked to, which is fucking awesome. I know you've done it. You're since moved on, but <laughs> this is an important part, I think. For, especially because... Part of this pod, like uh, the big part of this podcast, is explaining this world to the curious that think it's you know all the stereotypes. Right. So. Um, my biggest thing that I is I've noticed this problem um, after I've moved on from bud tending is people just kind of make things up. I feel they just want to sell you whatever you're like inquiring about instead of being like, no, like if that's not, you know, instead of trying to get to know how you want to feel or, you know, if, if you've tried a sativa before and stuff like that, like they're just like, oh yeah, you like that? You, you think blue dream here? Yeah. Blue dream. I love this. And it's like, mm, I don't just, I agree them. with get you. Get that is the pet peeve of mine, too, when they're just like, oh, what are you looking for? And you're like, I'm no, no, like, I'm just kind of like chilling tonight. And you're like, oh, you're going to love this, this, and this. And you're like, I know for a fact that what you said doesn't do what it does. <laughs> yeah. Where they just like, there's a lot of upsell, too. They're like, oh, you want this? Try this. And you're like, that's just $15 more for no reason. That's all that is. Yeah, I come across a lot of that, and I was never into it. It was just like, let's get you the most bang for your buck. And at the shop I worked at, I mean, they had a lot of regulars, and so, like, I got to know specific customers and, you know, what type of indicas they were into and stuff like that, like what edibles they bought last week. And so you just got to really kind of get to know them. And I don't know if – I haven't been a bud tender in a couple of years, so I don't know if maybe the market has changed and um, there's not as much, like – regular customer at each shop and such but number one get to know your customer i mean that's just great yeah do you think service. that's a pay thing do you think it's because the bud tender's probably not paid well enough to be like really invest in the gig mm, i mean it could be I because don't... like a good bartender they stay for years because they're making a bunch of money 
Yeah, and bartenders do make good tips. I mean, I've had someone drop, you know, 50 cents to 20 bucks in my tip jar at a time and they, you know, they can spend hundreds of dollars and not tip anything or spend, you know, 15 on a quick Friday 8th and they're like, keep the change and it's, you know, it's like 10 bucks. So I, I, I mean... Hopefully you guys get paid well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think a lot of times when it comes down to it, most dispensaries, you know, across the board, you know, you can tell the ones that actually, you know, invest in their staff and actually put effort into keeping around people, paying them well so that, you know, they come in and they're like, oh, I remember you. Oh, I got you and stuff like that. I think the dispensary culture, especially here in Eugene, does a really good job with that too um but you know sometimes you hit ones and they're just like hey what do you want do you want something <laughs> yeah it's like i'm so excited about smoking weed why are you ruining this yeah i know i remember when my aunt came um and she you know she she didn't introduce me to marijuana but she let me know it was probably okay because she's do you know what i mean yeah, because yeah. she was so cool and then once i realized how much she smoked i was like oh it's probably not that bad at all then. <laughs> um but i remember when she came to california i was like so excited but it was that like i was like i want to take her somewhere where they're not going to be douches to her and they're just gonna be like what do you want i'm gonna be like i want them to be like nice and this whole thing and i took her to a couple places i was like just so you know I just wanted her also to see that it's like any other business where there's a, like a high-end store and then there's like this the capitalistic store and then there's like a cool mom and pop shop that's got a good vibe and they're doing their thing and she I think that's why it, I didn't want her just to see the consumerism about it and I did think that got through to her where she was like oh this is just because even as a lifelong illegal stoner her whole life, Tennessee and Texas is where she lived. Just two great places to be stoners, let me tell you. Yeah, People fucking friendly. love it. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, just everyone in that state, could, both those states could use a fucking joint. Every fucking body <laughs> in those states. Uh, but I think that's what she even... Was that it was like, oh, this is like a whole thing that can just be. And I was like, it can just be. Because I don't think they under, like, in some of those states where it's illegal, they don't truly under, they can't imagine it. Mm -mm. A, a lot of those states, you know, you've, like, I mean, even the weirdest thing is in, like, uh, Jersey and Pennsylvania for a while, all you could do was extracts and not flour. So, like, <laughs> you would walk into the fucking place and it'd be, like, just, like, oh, here's, like, a cartridge to smoke an e-pen of it. And then, so, like, it kind of had, like, this whole weird vibe to it. But, like, in the shops here in Oregon, you know, it's, like, oh, here's a jar of pretty flowers. Would you like to look at this? Would you like to see it? Oh, we have edibles. We have stuff, you know, that you can just enjoy. Yeah, especially when... The medical dispensaries were around. They could get away with a lot more on the edible side. So there was like ice cream infused uh, stuff and like that shit. I do dope. miss that part. I mean, I have, I have a med I have a medical card in California. Just uh, to, I mean, I have anxiety and stuff that it actually helps, but it also helps for just just helps. Do you know what I mean? It makes me feel better legally. Um, <laughs> But I can get a hold of those edibles that are way stronger than the wreck people. The good, good Which is stuff. still cool because, you know, you've got dickhead <laughs> friends that are like, let me eat one of those things. Let me try it. Nothing fucks me up. You're like, all right, this one's 300 milligrams. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> well, what's most of the stuff in dispensaries nowadays? It's like, like at least in the rec side it's like five milligrams or something like that and it's like the i think that's good 50 and oh, it 50. has to be broken down into like five milligram dosings i believe good it doesn't need to be more than that because because <laughs> if you need more than that you know how to get that <laughs> yeah but sometimes you like to get that in like a gummy bear that you know looks cute when you eat it <laughs> and you know who makes those 
If you need a big, powerful gummy bear, you know someone that can make those. That's what I'm saying. Like, those don't need to be on the market. The, especially because then too many people just like will like eat it as never eating edibles before, <laughs> not understand serving sides, and they're just like, oh, cannabis kills people. Like, no, no they're like, hey, did you know that we live in different dimensions and parallel universes? <laughs> I went to the hospital because of a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it so like working at a dispensary, though? Any interesting stories about customers? Like, was it a wide variety of different people? or Yeah, there's a wide variety of people who smoke weed. At first, you had to like check in with a receptionist and give mm-hmm. them your ID, and they would take your name and your driver's license, or your driver's license number. And it would go into a little database. And people did not like that. <laughs> Especially people in like suits and scrubs and stuff. It was they, a lot of people threw fits. Um, so but, did you immediately dig it, the legal side, where you're like, this is fun? Like there's no worry there, there was before and stuff? Yeah, yeah. There was no big deal. There, I was behind a, a locked door. I mean, not that it would take much to get the door down but yeah we were on camera there was you know it was just a totally different feel it was it was legal and that's my brain was at ease and yeah no i think that's a that's for whatever reason you in that house you didn't have that ease the same right yeah yeah no there's not you guys moved on it's okay that you didn't i just find it i think that that's an important step for a lot of people like, I couldn't even really talk about cannabis to my mother until I lived in, like, legal states, and she kind of really just knew that it was fine. And then we can have a conversation about it. And it's okay. Like that, I, yeah. Like, it was... I always found that fascinating. But that's some whatever, like that... Like you said, whatever line in your head, you were like, okay, this is cool. Even though, like you said, also... Anyone that understands how door works and has a machine gun, you live in it's a cash business, so it's not that safe. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, Oh, don't say that. People give people ideas. Like those motherfuckers already have those ideas. That's why there's anybody why there's, who would do it would have that idea already. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> hmm. So how long did you work at the dispensary then? I worked at the dispensary for probably like two and a half years. Wow. Two, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And then where'd you go from there? White label. What? What? White label. Did you get headhunted? Or were you just like, I'm done with the dispensary. I don't know what I want to do next. Or were you like, you had a job? Because you seem like a pretty smart cookie. <laughs> well, Herbal Connection is actually owned by the same people who own White Label. And so Sons of bitches. I've That's been, how they get you. Yep. That's how they get you. I've been proving myself for two and a half years. And honestly, working at White Label started as just a second job so I could afford health insurance. And then I just moved what on. What a country. Yeah. What a great country. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what did you do when you first started working there? And it's an extraction company. Do you know how to extract? I know nothing about how to extract. <laughs> you want me Still? To you... Mm-mm. To this day, you know nothing. Mm, pretty much, I know That's their room awesome. is. Uh, it has. Yeah, I don't know anything about extraction. <laughs> I was trying what? to think about something. I think I think she knows where the room is. I, I do. Him, that is that is a good first step. <laughs> I know where it happens, but that's about all that I know that's about. about it. You're not really supposed to go in there. <laughs> exactly. So then, what do what do you do for them then? What do I do for them? I am, I work in the office. I am like office operations. Nice. Um, head of metric. Keep it in line. Ooh, mm-hmm. the metric. You're the head. You're head of metric. I am. Oh shit! So you're kind of like the fuzz. Like you're the, like the. You're like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. like internal affairs. If we're gonna do. Question everything. I don't know if it's a good time to do cop, cop analogy. No cop analogy. <laughs> but I mean, that is kind of what you're doing, though, right? Pretty much, yeah. 
So if you could explain to our listeners, what is metric and how's it work and everything? <laughs> metric? Just, just broad overview, okay. basically. <clears throat> metric is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> but it is just the cannabis tracking system. So you like for extracts, you, you know, we get trim in or, you know, the product to be processed and it has to go from one stage to another. And as we process it, you have to make a tag, which is a metric tag. And it like goes with that product through the process. And um, is it like a UPC code kind of thing? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, you eventually send it off to testing, which is still tracked through metric. Any adjustments? Um, transfers, you have to, like, if Mike was going to bring my company some product to process, we, it would have to be on a, uh, a manifest transfer. And it would show the tags that he has and what he's supposed to have with them. And it's just heavily tracked. tracked. So it's what makes... Mike, the difference between a cartel and a pharmaceutical company. <laughs> yes. If he gets stopped, that's his golden ticket for sure. Say my golden ticket so I don't get in trouble. Or you get paid on. It's... <laughs> <laughs> well, it is weird, too, for how many years I've done it. And then, like, you know, what she was talking about with the door and everything. I don't feel any different with the piece of paper now that says that it's okay. Like, I still get nervous passing by cops, even with the piece of paper that says it's okay. I'm like, I don't believe this. <laughs> I'm going to have to see for this, this shit work. again. <laughs> <laughs> have you been pulled over? Uh, no, I don't do a lot of transfers, but I've had a few friends from the black market days to now and they get pulled over and they tell the cop and show them the paperwork and they're like, okay. And then they still, give I'm sure, well, I'm sure the cops speeding. are like, yeah, because that paperwork's so much easier than doing like the pot stuff. They're like, oh, that's like, a, that's like three or four pages, but you were doing 66 and a 65. So fuck yourself. <laughs> Does White Label, do they grow or do they just buy from growers and then do their magic in that room? Well, White Label does have a their own farm. It's White Label Farms, but also we process for lots of other farms as well. They're one of the bigger processing companies in Oregon. Um, you guys are in a shit ton of dispensaries, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see your shit in Portland every time I go there. It's all over Portland. What is processing when you say that? I mean, I know you already said you don't know what they do in that room, but that's basically, I'll do the, the layman's term, is like they take the, the, sometimes they just take the bud, right? That's for like the high-end stuff. Right. But, and I know this from, and I'm going to get a lot of it wrong, but I'm putting together from all these past episodes and being around, I listened a little bit. But I was also, they also give me this high-end marijuana, so it's all cloudy sometimes when they're, they're giving me this information. <laughs> I'm just sitting so, here excited to see how this goes. I know you are. It's like, it's like, it's, you know what it is? It's karma for me making fun of your softball stuff. Exactly <laughs> what it is. Because I could feel it. I was like, oh, I did this to him earlier. The this, I this. Not even, oh, I can't even, I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad anymore. I'm not it's just like, fuck, this is what happens. Um, so, you, t <clears throat> but most of the time it's the trim, right? There's, there's whole different ones. So, yeah, a lot fuck. of times it's trim. Sometimes it's nug run. Um, you know, especially if you're doing just whole I'm not going to say what you just said with my accent. Nug run? I'm going to say it. Let me oh, hit. no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, stay away from that one. I got it. Nope. I almost did, and I was like, no, don't. No. We just started the podcast. We can't get it. Don't, don't do that to us. But, yeah, there's a whole wide variety of different types of stuff that you can do the extracts from. Uh, you know, White Label is a little bit more higher end, so, you know, they do the trim, but then they also do the nug runs. They make their own pens and stuff like that, so it's a full-scale company. And it's all about... I know the THC and all that is high, but it's all about them terps when Terp you're doing fine. that, right? Currently, everyone's all about the terps, yeah. Ooh. 
And are you about the Terps? What about you as a consumer? As a consumer, I mean, I definitely do scope out the Terps, but that's mainly because I work in the facility, so they're in my face all, all the time, like, with test results and metric and such. Um, but I do have, you know, I'm a Mersine chaser, so I do favor them, but Mersine. I'll smoke it Yeah, what is that? I don't know. Every week there's something new where I'm like, <laughs> damn it. What is that? What are you? Oh, you're a what? Mersine. It's one of the, I believe, a sleepier terpene. So the Mersine terp, um, you know, they're still finding out all different types of effects. Um, you know, it's very based upon people's physical body and their makeup and different things hit them. But it definitely comes from that more fruity kind of smell that you're going to get. But um, it's definitely a more of a stoner terp. Uh, it's been linked to just getting, you know, pretty stoned. <laughs> pretty fucked up. I'm excited. So you can... You can get that from an extract? I mean, so, you know, especially weed that has high counts of mercine in it, uh, when you do extracts of it, you're going to get a lot of it. I'm going to ask the, the, you know, the 2020 question that we have to ask. Like, as a woman, um, what is that, like, what's it like to be a woman in this industry? Because it's clearly been dominated with dicks. Um, I mean, with it being a fresh industry, I feel everyone's still trying to prove themselves. I feel in the specific company I work for, I work for very successful people, and we have a great company, and that I have proven myself, and I, I don't... I. I mean, surrounded by men, I don't feel like I'm competing or uh, below them in any way. I, We're all part of the same team, and, I mean, you're just as important as I am. So. No, I get that vibe. Like like I said, we did that that show with White Label a couple years ago, and just the whole, the whole company was just chill. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they were just like, we're going to take care of everybody, and they, they'll take care of us. So there didn't, but I have, I mean, I was just curious as a bud tender too, like what you saw even from like customers and stuff. I mean, was there, like the misogyny <laughs> or whatever. There were people who um, wouldn't like make eye contact and stuff like that. And I don't know if that's like gender or race or just they're awkward and don't make eye contact. Um, or yeah, I mean, I feel I got a lot of the times most thing was like people just didn't believe i smoked weed and that was where i had to prove myself the most it was just like no i'll rip out a bong right now and show you that i love smoking the strain i wish i had that problem people <laughs> like you prove to me right now you smoke weed you're like okay right. i'll do it don't tell me i'll do it again <laughs> why do you think they didn't think you smoked weed because people there was multiple customers that i got throughout my bud tending experience where they were just like you don't smoke and it was just like you're right. I'm just lying. <laughs> I mean, what a weird thing to. I mean, it's very weird to vocalize. It's just like, what do you mean? Like, okay. I uh, I, I had that a bunch in the black market days, but for a whole other uh, section of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> what were they? You well, can't say that and then not say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, just mostly because like I don't I don't smoke a lot, you know. I'm just kind of like I'm not really that much of a day smoker. I like smoking in the evening type of thing. But I'll be doing like back in the day, I'd be doing like drug deals with like fifty grand on the table and everybody's smoking. They're like, "Hey, why aren't you smoking?" I'm like, oh, because I'm trying to count this money and get out of this drug deal uh, pretty uh, even-like and not have to worry about things. And they would be like, are you a cop? Why aren't you smoking? I was like, that's not how that works. They let cops smoke weed <laughs> undercover. That's not like a thing where they're like, no, okay. Yeah, that would be like a weird thing that they're like, ah, you caught us again. <laughs> <laughs> they keep hey, they keep getting us on this one thing. Yeah, I've always liked that in movies. Okay, that that's always cracked me up. They're like, 
he can't do drugs. I'm like, I think they can. I think, I they, think do. they can. I think they do a lot. <laughs> I think they can. I think if college athletes get away with it, I bet the cops, undercover <laughs> cops, are getting away with it. Just a little bit. I think if I got hired at Dale when I was stoned and pissed in a cup while I was stoned and passed the test, I was like, okay, well, I see this. This seems to be a formality. <laughs> I said when they when she was like you're hired like she dipped it in there and dipped it out and then she looked at it and she said you're hired I I because I was I couldn't believe it because I was just like I really said I really said I was like really really are you sure? she goes are you shocked and I was like I kind of am <laughs> she just laughed and then signed my thing she's like you start tomorrow I was like this is unbelievable I'm gonna get a lot of people hurt I think of this job. <laughs> So if there's one thing you could tell people outside of the cannabis industry that, you know, you being somebody who got to move into the rec market and got to see what it was like being a bud tender and then moving up to office stuff, what would you want the outside world to know about the cannabis industry? We're just like any other industry. We're, I mean, of course we're fresh, but we're, we're just regular people working regular jobs. We just happen to like to smoke weed and, and so do y'all yeah <laughs> in other industries we just that's what i noticed can i just say that that was a good episode it was fun. I told you guys. So good. She's so awesome. And like, that's the cool thing is this is just all the dope people that are in this industry. You know, you, you get to see somebody who's even just taking care of the more clerical office side of it. And she's super down to earth, dope person who just likes fucking cannabis. And knows a ton about it. Yeah. Like any question I was like, hey, what about? And she's like, oh, this, this and this. And then you do this. And you're like, I did. I did like how she kept in a mystery. I was like, what happens in the lab? And she, she's honest. She's like, die. It's not my... I don't know. Now I want to know. <laughs> so. We'll get some extractors on here, tell you all about the cool lab stuff that goes on. But yeah, I mean, and that just shows how much of a regular job that is. Like when I've worked for larger companies, I'll just be like, what goes on in that room? And they're like, oh, well, this and that. And I was like, I'll forget that five seconds later. I got my own shit to do. Yes, yes. Um, tell I was gonna say tell the people your Twitter, but in your your Instagram, but don't don't tell them. It's more confusing when you try to explain it. So guys, when you're listening to this, just go to the details part of this episode. Click on Mike, and they'll say and Carmichael a lot, and it, it won't stop. It'll just be a click. Ah. They don't have to type it in. Is that? I'm going to attach my MySpace. I think I'm going back to MySpace, guys. I don't mind that, as long as it's not as confusing as your Twitter and Instagram handles. Carmichael Grown Local Pod at Instagram. Uh, Grown Local Pod at Gmail if you have any questions. That's Grown Local Pod at Gmail. If you have any questions, we'll get back. Some people have sent us some emails. We're gonna. I've got to get Mike on them. Because I can't answer them, and I, if I do, I'll mess up your gardens. So, <laughs> and then we'll, we're we're working on getting a lot of stuff behind a paywall. So a lot of our questions you can find a lot of the answers that you already have, you you'll be able to find for a very small fee. And but we do like hearing from you guys, so keep emailing us. It's fucking dope, and it's also great when we we're getting a lot of emails from people who are like, I live. Where it's not cool to do this, <laughs> it's a, and I'm like, well, we're gonna, well, there's ways, there's ways. I'm gonna, I'm so. gonna show you as much as I can. Like this podcast is eventually gonna become the book from OJ. If I had done it, I would don't, do it this way. Don't. I'll teach you how to do it name. in illegal states. I won't. I mean, I won't teach you. But if I were, this is the way I would do it. I see what you did. I was really worried where you were going with that. And you you brought it back to something way better than I ever... I'm, I'm proud of you. 
You can you can find me at Billy Wayne Davis. Just at all the Twitter and Google. Uh, I have T-shirts available. Carmichael a lot and at Kings. No, no Carmichael. Say, yeah, Kings Cannabis. Just Kings Cannabis. That's good. And then at Carmichael. And then any if you if you go to our Instagram, everyone we've interviewed is who we follow there. Like there's no it's everyone involved with the show, that's who we're gonna follow. There's no sponsors, there's no blah blah blah. There will be sponsors, but it'll be clear what their role is. So we're never gonna be like, Hey, why is this? And you're like, It's this is why. This is So there's not gonna be the only people we're beginning shady to is the cops. All right. You guys, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Love you. Thanks, Lee. Bye.